This is episode 72 of the Trail Runners Experience. In this episode, I have a chat with two men that I coach named Matthew Woodman and Thomas Lorenz. It's an amazing episode after they both completed their phenomenal 200-mile race in South Australia, the Irrational South 200-miler. They both did really well, and we use this as an opportunity for a uh, coaching catch-up, and we sort of talk about the good, the bads, what we can do better for the next race, uh, nutrition, and everything in between. So enjoy the episode. Sitting here with my 200 mile men, Thomas and Matthew. Thomas Lorinche, is that how we say your name? That's good enough. No, and <laughs> Matthew Woodman. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> good. So, welcome, boys. Uh, I should call you boys, you're men. And I, I manly man who just ran 200 miles. At the, done 200 miles, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're not, a, you're not a man until you've done that much. And uh, Thomas is wearing his Irrational South shirt. That he well and truly earned. I've got the magic. <laughs> yeah, it, it smells real good. <laughs> no, I'm sure. And um, Matthew is not wearing any um, any paraphernalia, but he's still sporting a sore leg. <laughs> True. So here we are. So how's it going? Well, so I'm just today. The whole point of this, what I want to do, is so I coach both of you gentlemen, and I thought for the listeners, a lot of people have actually asked me, it'd be really great to have a bit of a post-race sort of breakdown of not just like your review, but like what what do you think worked for our 200 miles, um, what didn't work for the, in terms of training, nutrition, um, what would you do, what was great about it, what was bad about it, what did you, um, what would you do differently, you know? So, yeah, so first, you know, so 200 miles. So who, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, so you both did really well. So, Matthew, you finished... In how many hours? 64 hours. 64 hours. And 11 minutes and two seconds. Oh, just a, you could have, you need to go faster, get under 64 hours and 11 minutes. Lift that skull there because they start the clock at the start at 7 a.m. and then they skull their stupid drinks. They have You can't start until they've done their shoey. So that yeah. took them about 30 seconds, remember? <laughs> Man, remember that? So there was already like 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock before we could start. That's so Sean's thing, isn't yeah, it? The Sean, Sean Kaisler's thing. Yeah, I um, That is, it's funny. Yeah, they, that's a thing that they do at Hash House Harriers. I don't know if any people have, if mm. you guys have heard of Hash House, they do that a lot. If you turn up to Hash House Harriers in a new pair of shoes, they make you do a shoey out of it. So I never used to, when I used to go back in Broken Hill, I used mm. to do um, I never used to wear brand new shoes to mm-hmm. Ash. It's gross. But um, so, yeah. So, but, um, and Tamas, what was your time? My time was 79 hours, 56 minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. Yeah. I tell you what, um, the numbers are astronomical when you think of it. Like, you know, they're, they're both good times. And um, yeah, and I can't even fathom it. Do you know what place did you come in the end? I was fifth male, I think, and sixth or up. Yep. <clears throat> and yeah. um, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And Matthew, you four, no fourth male and sixth. Oh, really? Up, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. And you second. were second overall. Yeah. One yeah. age category though. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was younger. The uh, bloody one was younger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were. You had a. Queenslander in front of you, and where yeah. was the other bloke? Western Australia. He was two and a half hours behind. Uh, Nick, Nick was the guy that came third. He was two and a half hours behind in the end. Yeah, because I killed him. You killed him. <laughs> I tell you, and one of the things that was really cool about the race, but it was also anxiety-inducing for me and probably many of your supporters, is watching the dot over. Mm. So the mm. spot it was like the best spot tracking I've ever. The, the, the technology that particular app is fantastic. Very detailed, very like regular updates, but oh man, I was having anxiety, especially when I when you were in second and I knew you would you were damaged, you hurt your leg. I thought, oh, and I was watching this other bloke get closer and closer 
But I didn't message you once about that. Well, everyone else did, so don't worry. I know. That's because I knew that. <laughs> he was closing the gap, and I thought the last thing he needs is more people. So I just was... It was constant. Yeah. Messaging was constant. I never once went on the app. I never once went on Facebook in the whole race, but people were messaging me, particularly my sister, actually, in the last five hours, just constant. Mm-hmm. He's going to catch you. How far back? He's doing 5.9Ks. You're doing 56 all this sort of stuff. There's, there, uh, the numbers, I think once you got to the last age station, I thought it would be near impossible for him to catch you, you know, unless I you wasn't stopped. Sure of that, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, he was the closest I ever saw, you were probably about 5Ks, but I think. That wasn't the information part, I was getting. I know. People were, I think, were misreading the information. Yeah. And I think you sort of think five kilometers is a fair way. Yes, it is, yes. Yeah. Um, but, and you, I knew you, you were. You're hungry and everyone's tired at that point. Yes. So it's not like he's going to suddenly start doing 12 kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so, and, and well, I don't know, we'll start from the beginning. So your plan, Thomas, what was it? Like, what was your, I know we, yeah, we had, we both, well, for both of you, we had a sleep plan and a, a pace plan. Did, a, how far into it did that, do you feel like that went out the window? I think a sleep plan I didn't really have. I just had an idea of when and where I would sleep, but it wasn't a real plan. I really didn't think it through. And uh, I was planning to finish. My dream finish was 77 hours. So having done it in just under 80 hours is is the ideal dream outcome that I I ever wanted. Uh, And um, I don't think I would have done anything differently apart from uh, not losing daytime on sleeping so that was a big mistake I made on the first night that I ran through the night and then I slept during the day which meant that I only started off at about 10 o'clock from uh, the first uh, sleep station at Kyneton instead I should have slept not at the sleep station but at night and just run on because losing three hours of daytime uh, when uh, it's 14 hours of nighttime is, is a big luxury that I regretted. But apart from that, all my plans, both nutrition, uh, hydration, um, rest, and everything worked out perfectly. I was really, really, really happy. That's so good. Yeah. No. To, I mean, were the nights, like how did you, how did you find the nights? Long. 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 Because it's such long, like 14 hours, isn't it, basically, each night? On the third night, I found myself outside uh, uh, Mindaro, and I was screaming at the rain to stop and the sun to come out at four o'clock. It was just that state of mind that I was just, I couldn't bear the dark anymore. I wanted daylight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And did, yeah, but it's sort of, how much colder was it at night as well? Was it? It wasn't too bad. It was cold, but it wasn't biting. I don't know. I didn't feel uh, cold. I think it was partly because of uh, our conversation after the Hubert with you yeah. uh, that I was really prepared for it to be cold and, uh, and I, yeah. I was very well-dressed and uh, lots, of uh, layers. lots of layers and yeah. uh, made sure that I kept dry. We didn't have too much rain. It was more like the humidity nighttime humidity that was really bitey but uh, we didn't get really strong rain like on last year on the fat ass which we are yeah. not going to talk about we've already <laughs> talked about the, your fat ass the fat ass one that you did on another episode of this um a few episodes back people can find it so this is a fitting conclusion to that really mm. so yeah did you find the nights bad matthew no, yeah. I didn't mind them at all. They no, just um, just a dark bit of the race. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely colder. I, there was a section that I was not rugged up enough because as we left Udunda, I knew most of that section. I ran that bit, and I knew there was a heap of paddocks, and then there was runs like just you're following a road for ages, and so it was a good runnable section, and. Um, and so I was anticipating to run pretty well, but it is quite high up and it's exposed to wind. Um, yeah. And so that this was all, you know, would have been between. I arrived at Inspiration Point. That's that point where it finishes there. Mm-hmm. I arrived there at about midnight. Oh, and wow. um, so 
um, yeah, I wasn't, I had anticipated being able to run, so I'd be warming up. So I wasn't yeah. dressed well enough. I was, I was quite cold in that section through there. And that's when I was at my lowest point too, because I'd had, by the time I got to there, that would have been Thursday, Friday. That would have been Thursday. Thursday, yep. So midnight Thursday night, essentially, you know, coming into Friday morning. And at that point, I'd had two hours sleep. And so I was pretty tired um, and, um, yeah, and not going well. So that, that was the point where I really mentally started to go downhill because I realised I was no longer yeah, going to run, like I was going to walk the rest of the race. Yeah. And I hadn't trained for that at all, and so the, the night was cold for me there. For, to walk for such a, a long period of time. <clears throat> yeah. It's, so it was about 140Ks you ended up having Probably, to, yeah. 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 And that so that makes your second place finish all the more amazing, mm, you know? Yeah, I did power. Well, I did 175Ks yeah. in the first 24 hours. Yeah. And I wasn't pushing... But it was just, yeah. On the back of some very good training, so yeah. you're fit. Yeah. That would be your fastest 100-mile time. Yeah, the 100-mile was yeah. up in about 21 hours. That's great. 100K wow. was in 12 hours, I think, 12 yep. hours and 9 minutes, and then the, and the 100-mile was about 21 hours, I think. My yep. watch actually, I forgot to charge it, and so it died, and then I, I, re, I turned it back on again. I plugged it back in, but I lost a K or two, so it's a bit of an estimate. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, frustrating. But, oh, um, I don't know. But, yeah, um... Do, so you're, um, yeah, the the walking. So tell us about your what happened with your leg. So when did it? So it started hurting. Oh, so you start the back of the left leg, but both of them, but mainly the left leg, uh, just above, no, below the knee, somewhere around, just you know, maybe five centimeters above the knee and five centimeters below the knee, um, was just starting to just get a bit stiff, a bit sore from maybe about seventy k's. Yeah, and but that was okay. It's just oh, I'm a bit sore. Maybe I have to slow down a bit, and um, so that gradually got worse over about the next twenty or thirty k's. And then at some point, I didn't know this, but um, Kieran, who's the guy who won, his crew. So he had a full crew there, three yeah. other guys. And they were off and out. They would be in a motorhome. They'd, they'd park on a on a corner, and and I'd come through, and they'd, they'd you know how you going, sort of stuff, uh, and. Apparently, they noticed this swelling in my leg. This red looked like I'd been hit by a cricket ball, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it was red and swollen, which I didn't even know. I just thought it was a bit sore. And um, and they then spoke to my crew, Tanya, and they said to her, they said, you need to have a look at his leg. We're quite worried about his leg, mm. which I didn't know. Uh, and so at one of the aid stations, Tanya said, can I have a look at your leg? And I said, yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, look at it. Oh, crikey. Yeah. And that was the first time I knew that it was, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but it's still, sorry, it doesn't really worry me. I, mate, I don't know But you're still running at that point. Yeah, running bits. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, running the flats, really, and the downhills. Um, but still being, that, beginning to be conscious of, you know, uh, this goes on for a bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. being conscious of not overdoing it still. Um, and so, but it was starting to restrict me and... Yeah, it was probably about two aid stations later, I don't know which, where it was, that it was really becoming a problem. Um, it was after I had the second sleep, I think, because I had a, an hour and 15 minute sleep and then I had a 45 minute sleep. After that 45 minute sleep at Yudunda, I, could, I couldn't really stand up straight for a bit. Um, I couldn't stretch the leg Everything out. stiffened up. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's like, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just warm up and just after about 15 minutes of just walking, kind of bent over. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was starting to straighten up, but I still couldn't run. And, yeah. But I expected I'd be able to run. Then we had a heap of paddocks to go through, so I thought that was just you know walk yeah. through these paddocks. And that. But yeah, then then it's, then wasn't until I got out into those flats that I realised I actually can't run. Oh. It felt like I was going to tear something every time I ran. Yeah. It felt very bad. And and but overall now it's just settled. It's all settling down. Yeah, that bit. Yeah. yeah. It's still you know mm. it's still some pain there. But well, we're we're no, doing this. Mm. How many days have you been finished? Seven days. No, just... Seven days. Did you finish on the Friday? Yep, Friday night. Oh, almost seven. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, six running. days and a certain I'm, amount of hours. I'm still running. Yeah. <laughs> I've still yeah. got a whole night ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> you finished in the afternoon on Saturday, didn't yes, you? Yes, Saturday yeah. uh, four o'clock-ish. Yeah, I had a good sleep by then. It was good to see you. <laughs> it was good to see you. It's hard to just grasp the, the, the time differences as well. And like... Finishing an hour within an hour of someone is basically like a sprint finish, mm. you know, like... Well, it was. I finished yeah. two and a half hours in front of Nick, and that was like a sprint it, finish. I know. It's like he was the equivalent of like a, a normal 
25k run behind you mm. i <laughs> yeah. was 14 hours behind him so yeah <laughs> but no, then um he was in no danger of me <laughs> yeah do you think um matthew that how like if your leg was okay you would have been able to hold it with um what's it uh kieran, kieran a bit more a bit longer? Oh, i think so yeah because i yeah. wouldn't have had that second i wouldn't have had the third sleep i don't think yeah because i would have had you know, I would have been much closer by the time, say, midnight came around on the Thursday. Who knows? I may have been within, I don't know, 90 k's of the finish or something and just thought, well, I can keep going through this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you never know. It's, it's all hypothetical. But um, I was still, oh, you know, of course, I was, I was yeah. running, I was running the flats. Every now and then I was walking a flat section. It's It still disappoints you when you walk. You know, you're on a perfectly good, beautiful beaten road and it's yeah. flat and you think, oh, I could run this. Yeah. You think, no, I just need to walk. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was one big advantage that I hadn't kind of thought about when you walk so much, and that is at the A station, you can just eat whatever you like. I yeah. was eating sausages, Your Stomach burgers. was not going to be an issue. Exactly right. And yeah. you could just, I could go out of there as full as, like there was one aid station, I had like four or five sausages and about, you know, 10 squares of chocolate and a, a lot of Coke and... Like I'd never try and run after that, but yeah. it was fine to walk. So then I, you know, I was, I was able to still yeah. have plenty of energy all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think it was really good the way you um, adapted to the situation. Really. Mm. I mean, we had to adapt. And, it and was Plan B. It was definitely yeah. Plan B that had not been written in before. Well, no, that was a new Plan didn't B. Didn't anticipate no. you having to walk so much. Yeah. Yeah. We knew there was going to be a fair bit of walking. Mm. But um, how about you, Thomas? Like, like, tell me a bit more about your race. Did you have any? No, no injury issues? Or just... no, none whatsoever. No. Uh, yeah. It was shocking. Uh, yeah. Probably because I wasn't pushing myself too hard. Because uh, I was constantly conscious of uh, the distance ahead of me. And uh, I, uh, I didn't want to end up having to walk long, long distances in pain. Because I don't mind walking. I, yeah. I, I enjoy walking. I like... I like a, uh, um, sort of a very energetic walk uh, rather than run uh, if I'm not injured. Yeah. Or being forced to walk as with an injury that's that's heartbreaking. That's really really hard. So yeah, I, I can't imagine what Matthew's gone uh, through because that's a, that's a real challenge. Yeah. When, when you know that you could do it and then there's an ego that's stopping you from it. So I I didn't really have any injuries uh, either during or after. Uh, I paced myself really carefully and uh, my my goal after uh, the FedEx was uh, that I had to finish yeah. and then whatever uh, happens within those 100 hours uh, was just a gain and uh, coming so close to my original plan was just amazing. Yeah. It was brilliant. I was really, really happy and uh, the closer I got to the finish uh, the more I, more confident I felt that that I had it, but it wasn't until uh, Penworth and the last uh, um, aid station that I sort of accepted that I've got this now, and so, that was only twenty two kilometers out. Of, so was uh, basically after, just a half marathon. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I dared to accept the fact that I got it done, and uh, some somewhere near eighty kilometers, eighty hours, and then when I realized that the top of the hill that I might actually make it to 80 hours. I had my fastest five kilometers, I think, in the whole, the whole race. race. Yeah, that's amazing. And and the and the way you, the video of you finishing. <laughs> you, Nuts. Yeah, no, you definitely like finished it. You got you win the prize for the fastest finish, I dare say. Um, so where'd that come from? Just euphoria. That was just pure adrenaline. Um, my holding back for eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, he didn't run fast enough. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the the adrenaline, the love I felt for my yeah. for my family who were with me all through. Yeah, uh, I to ask you the about that. organizers and the whole the a hundred people taking care of the eighteen of us running uh, all through yeah. those six days. I still tear up every time I think of it yeah. because it was just. Just an amazing, amazing experience of uh, of comradeship and friendship and family. So yeah, I, I, it was, seemed like I, I think that's. And then when I saw my children at the bottom of uh, uh, at the entrance to the caravan park, it just <laughs> it melted me. It was just yeah, amazing. you are. And there was a beer at the end. 
Lovely. <laughs> a well-earned beer. I like how um, the video of you finishing is great, and there's some great videos, but like... Because the weather was basically, it was pretty bleak the whole race, like overcast and windy and rainy a little bit. But then that video of you finishing, the sun had come out and I was like, right at the end, you get this. Were playing. Huh? Yeah, it was Arms very, were yeah, and there's all that beautiful green grass and that nice spot. And it's just like, yeah, it was an ideal sort of finish vibe for you. It was amazing. Um, yeah, it's so good. It's in, there's a lot of emotion in overall. Like there was, a, I think, um, and this is, a, I guess, a credit to Sean Kesler, the uh, race director. He's, he really, he, he's big on, on the human experience of it all, like people being very, he's, he's, he's organised, but he's also very, um, yeah, he's passionate. It's, it's probably the word. It's all about the people. Yeah. It's all about, and, and, and no one is more important than, than anybody else. Everybody is just appreciated and loved and, and supported throughout. It was just such an amazing, amazing experience to see how uh, people were working together. Yeah. And loved it. Um, did you guys, were you there when um, the, the last finisher came through, Glenn Brooks? I messed it up. I wanted I to. Yeah. Uh, Matthew was there. I yeah. wanted to. And uh, I, got, I got distracted oh. by uh, a marker that was left uh, at the petrol station. Though, so I thought that they hadn't gone past yet. So oh. I went the wrong direction. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So he just so, and then it. just... Uh, tried to figure out where they were and then uh, by the time I because of course I had to run uh, from the uh, from motel where I was staying of course you do. Uh, to the finish line and I missed uh, Glenn's arrival ah, that was epic that did was you were there for it? I was there yeah because the, they forced I was surprised I thought my god this poor guy He's a, he was a mess he's a very experienced runner yeah. I've shared some miles with Glenn yeah. during the Heisen 105 mm. years ago and you're like so he's not He's no rookie, you no. know, and he came, he just... Didn't he? Is, that. is that what happened in the end? Well, well I know oh, that yeah. I was asking the crew, they said he, they, they were trying to put food in his mouth and he just couldn't say, I don't want it, don't want it. Yeah, I think um, he just got by on on pure emotion in the end and like, that was amazing that. But like that, you see those videos of people finishing mm -hmm. the Western States, just under cutoff and things like that. So that, they're, they're the good stories. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you both about your training leading up to it and what you would think you would do different. First of all, are you both thinking about doing it again next year? Yeah, I already ticked going on the thing. Uh, <laughs> um, you said on the phone you wouldn't do it. ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do the irrational. I'm uh, hoping to do delirious uh, in February. Yeah. Uh, is, the, is the dream at the moment. Um, I think with uh, this course, I would really like to um, either support or volunteer or uh, yeah or crew somebody. So uh, well, I know someone could use. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah, so definitely maybe maybe go for the del delirious. Yeah, and then he's got one that he's going to be launching in New South Wales. Yes. A lot That's of looking, yeah. a lot looking of really exciting with the ten thousand meters. Where is it? Elevation. Where is it going to be? It's in, somewhere in the Blue Mountains, Blue or is mountains, it? Blue Mountains, yes. Somewhere in the mountains. Yeah. It's not flat. It's yeah. not flat. Mind you, this one I thought was meant to be flat. Six thousand six hundred meters we climbed. Uh, I had seven thousand, so yeah. I so that's, that's, a, that's a lot for hills. a flat race. And yeah, yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you about the course as well. It was hilly. Too hilly. Too hilly. And not, not a lot of... Stupidly crossing gorges, left, right, and center. A lot of unrunnable sections. Oh, we cross this gorge. We go, all right, so we're going to run to the left of this creek now. No, no, only for 100 metres. Then we go back down into the creek and up the other side. Right, okay, so we're going to run the right side of the creek. No, not for long. We're back over the other side again. <laughs> that was constant. Yeah, frustrating. But it's, it's 130 kilometres distance, which we man managed to cover in 324. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is yeah. insane. It was a shortcut. Uh, but, a, a long cut. <laughs> the longest route between two points. Yeah. But, uh, well, as you asked about the training, I, I think uh, my my training was brilliant. It, was, it worked out so well. I felt so strong and confident, and I knew what I was doing at every stage of this run. Uh, it's partly because I had run the whole course. Uh, that helped, didn't um, it? Over 
the uh, fat ass attempt and uh, the uh, the bit in between that I did uh, earlier um, last month. Um, I felt really, really, really good, um, and I had all all sorts of support, and I knew uh, from my training that where where to reach for what to reach for which part of my training I had to utilize in order to get over some of the bits that were not yeah so how do you pleasant. mean so what do you mean like oh some some of the moments when you when you feel like oh I don't think I can run anymore and then you find that little bit of uh, muscle memory that tells you that oh yes you've done something similar to this you can get over it and and uh, just one one step and uh, when you don't feel like running but you know that this is where you should be running and then you pick up that energy and uh, and you force yourself to make those 10 steps after which the next thousand steps are going to be so much easier or that and uh, the general strength uh, that I felt all through. I, I never felt weak. I felt bored. I did feel bored at the stages when I was, it was just dark and rainy and monotonous, that bit between Udonda and the inspiration point. It was just mind-blowingly boring. I, I did yeah. it in daytime, but still, it's just almost flat. Yeah. So but it's got a climb, tiny little bit of a climb. Time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just has that one, one two percent climb that, that annoying that you, you can't move as fast as you would like to, but, oh, and it just never ends and it goes on for about 20 kilometers and it's just painful. Uh, so in those cases, it was so good to have those long run memories and those, uh, those bits in the long run when you, when you then finish off with a with a faster pace uh, finish, that was that was definitely a good memory to to use yeah, in cool. the actual run. Great, yeah, because you did like you said, you had run most of it during the most of the course during your fat ass attempt last yeah. year, and then but there was a section that you missed out. Yeah, in the, the middle between Tonkilo uh, uh, and uh, Udonda. Yeah, and you went back there about a month ago yeah. and did that and uh, over three days, yeah. didn't you? 60 kilometers a day yeah. for three days. So that was good prep. That was brilliant. Prep. Yeah. That yeah. was really, really good. Uh, uh, it gave me the confidence as well yeah. that I, I can do three consecutive days of, uh, of running. Obviously, back then I had 10 hours of sleep between or six, seven hours of sleep between yeah. not. 30 minutes or yeah. <laughs> 60 minutes. And um, yeah, and Matt, what about you? Like um, in terms of training, like, or I guess this is for both of you. Like, you, I mean, you ran a lot of miles. I'd say mm. you probably ran more kilometers oh, yeah. over the course of the last six months. And I mean, generally you do a lot of miles, mm. but um, what, like, was there anything that you would like to change with the training? I don't or, think so. The back-to-back -back long runs were real key because that there was a day or two days when you'd had programmed for me to do 45Ks on each day, I think. Or maybe it was yeah. 50 on one and 45. I think it was 45 on each day. Yeah. And um, on the first day, I, I was out on the course and I accidentally miscalculated, got lost, whatever. And, um, and I'm going in the wrong direction, which I didn't realise. Uh, and so I ended up doing 55Ks, but I felt perfectly okay. I ran the whole lot, never had to walk it. Found it pretty easy. I thought, wow. tomorrow's going to be a test. Um, and so then backed it up the next day, meant to do 45Ks and did 47 uh, and did it really easily. And there were times in that run, well, that second day I was a bit slow in the first hour or two. I'd started before sunrise too. Yeah. And um, that second day there were bits, certainly in the middle part of it, where I was concentrating a lot, there was be a long, slow uphill, and I was concentrating on deliberately just having a very slow um, pace. Yeah. And but, but um, running, but just kept running, and, yeah. and and I was I was um, I really did surprise myself how I could just keep running right through it. And by the yeah. time I finished that, then I knew I was good to go. Yeah. And then I still had, you know, there were still some more runs to go after that. But and and there were some long speed sessions that were really hard as mm. well. Um, and being able to, to push and keep pushing on those. The threshold sessions yeah. that I give you. Yeah. They just go on for like two hours and stuff. <laughs> and, it's the, um, yeah, it adds up, doesn't it? 
So, but but also, you know, putting it all together is the thing as well. Like, yeah. Um, Plus, you tr- you did a lot of strength work. I know you. Yeah, I did more strength work. The last than six months, you've done heaps. Core and yeah, yeah, do all sorts of stuff. Um, and so they all added up for me. Um, yeah. So, do yeah. you um, like it's funny because people think oh, I'm running. You're running an ultra of a mo- that you're going to be doing for multi days. You're going to be no. You at no point are you going to run at your top speed, except for maybe mm. you, Tamas, for the last hundred hundred meters. Um, but like a lot of people have trouble getting their head around. Um, what's the point of doing the speed work, or what sort of value do they find? They don't see the value in mm. speed work for ultras. But as you guys know, I always put in speed work. I don't care what distance you're running, because I mean, did you? So you found that valuable as well absolutely yeah yeah because yeah, i mean even if you're walking you know your heart rate might be doing 95 instead of 100 or something like that yeah yeah no, no absolutely it uh, even if even if you go from slow to a little bit faster to to have that kind of training to be able to do that switch yeah that you've been uh, one of my favorite workouts that we do uh, is the uh, 10Ks of easy run and then you do the last kilometer really, really um, fast. Yeah. Uh, which, which which teaches you so much about how to pick up speed when you get into that slog of doing the same thing over and over again and then you learn to you pick up. Like yeah. <laughs> that's probably exactly. Oh, this is one of them but. sessions, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. It's, I, next time on, on your plan, I'll put in... Um, Last K. 325 kilometer long run, <laughs> followed by 1K at interval pace. <laughs> Does that sound good? <laughs> no. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, you both executed it really well, especially your last sort of eight weeks, both of you, mm. I think was was pretty flawless. And um, it's amazing that, I don't know, like people think, how do you train? And it's hard, like, to be honest, I've been coaching for a number of years, and I've never coached people for such a big race. Like, and so, and you sort of think, I mean, as a coach, I look at it and go, how would, like, my number one approach is get these people as fit as I can, first and foremost, like just general fitness. So you need to be able to do the speed work and do the long runs and do the, do the, the vert. And I mean, but even though, like, it's not, even though it's got close to 7,000 meters of climbing, there was, I didn't, there wasn't a huge emphasis on, on getting vert in the training plan. It wasn't aerobically difficult that race. Yeah. It was technically the legs and yeah, and yeah. mentally I suppose and yeah. Yeah. The legs, the legs hurt. What what would be your advice to someone um you know who wants to have a go at a race like this, like whether it's training advice or nutrition. We haven't even talked about your food, but um use a crew. I was going to do it without a crew. Yeah. And God, I don't know how I could have because having a, it without a crew, I was planning to have all these drop bags because you can use drop bags and that's easy enough. Yeah. But you don't know, you can't predict what's going to happen. And so in terms of temperature and what food you're going to need and what food you're going to like, because I did get sick of certain foods and certain foods were still working for me right to the finish. So I, you know, I, I changed toward, you know, say mid part of the race, I changed to, to different types of foods. And so in my drop bags, I would have had to have all this out there. I would have had to have, you know, I don't know, cliff bars and drinks and mm. right drinks. And you know, maybe I'll need some gels. Well, maybe I'll only be able to have gels with this. I better put some gels in. And maybe I'll be sick of gels, so I better put some other stuff there. Yeah. And then, okay, I better put a, a thermal top here because it could be really cold by then. And then, oh, if it's been raining, it might be really wet by then. I might have to change that. So you just had to put... I would have had to plan all this extra stuff in drop bags. Yeah. But with a, a crew, you can have someone there... At each aid station, you still got to carry a mandatory gear, of course, but you can. And I was texting her on the way in, like it'd be half an hour out. I say, yeah. At this one, can I get two bottles of Morton, one bottle of Infinite, and you know, um, Cliff Bar and and some hot food, please, or and you know, or gloves or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so you could do all that, and um, so she could have it ready. Um, but and, and also she could help with the logistics of that, you know, I'd sit down and start to, I'd take my pack off and I'd start to eat. Um, and she could go start filling up my water bottles and things. And, you know, I don't have to do that. Yeah. That's so good. a crew. And you I had, don't, don't try it without a crew. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, um, cause Tanis, I'll come to your, your amazing crew in a minute. Um, but the, I keep forgetting the guy who won, uh, Kieran, Kieran O'Brien, O'Brien. 
he had yeah. like he was professional. His crew was very slick, and yeah. I feel like like because they're you're allowed to have buddy runners from yes. from pretty yes. pretty early yes. in the race. Yeah, after yes. hundred twenty six k. Hundred twenty six k. So he had a continual changeover of yeah. buddy runners. No, he didn't. He had didn't one he? guy as he put it oh. at the end. He goes, I forget their names. He had one guy who said he said I did fifteen minutes, and the other guy did one hundred eighty k's. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. So he <laughs> ran all his crew were all ultra runners. Yeah, I know. Um, I do know. I, I've interviewed um, Cam Munro, who was part of his crew. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed him on this very podcast, yeah, right. and it, so he's a decent athlete in, in himself. Um, so that's a heck of an advantage, yep. Yep. you know. So I think it's you, you may as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I agree with you. If you can, you have. The, would you have had a buddy runner? If, I don't know. Runners. Maybe I'm not the sort of person. You do a lot of training I, alone. Yeah, all training. I like. I do enjoy the solitude. I got to sing more on my own. I was singing perfectly too. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. The thing. Well, we, yeah. Oh, the perfect pitch. Really? Yeah. yeah the, not <laughs> one sheep complained. Didn't. Oh, really? I didn't. Um, nice and loud, middle of the night. Absolutely. Didn't program singing lessons into And I tell you, if anyone in a farmhouse out there within 500 meters of the roads, they would have woke up in the morning and go. Do you know what I heard last night? I could hear voice. I swear someone was singing. The voice of an angel. <laughs> yeah, I could hear that too. <laughs> Did you, yeah, what sort of stuff are you singing? Oh, everything. <laughs> a lot of good trucking songs. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good power ballads from the 80s. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm not one to sing to myself, but I listen to music sometimes. Mm. But yeah, that's, I guess when, well, you're I out there, when you're out there for so long. I was long, doing it while I was running too. Yeah, so you passed the talk test. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about your amazing crew. Oh my God, my crew, uh, well, it was mostly my wife. Um, Fido did an amazing job of uh, being there at every aid station. We messed it up. And that was another thing that I would probably do differently or we probably would have done differently. Uh, on the second day, which I didn't really think through, I told her that she didn't have to come to all of the aid stations, just take it easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really regretted it because the second day was the longest in terms of the eight stations were furthest away for me because that was 30 kilometers between each of the eight stations so i ended up running about 60 kilometers without seeing them and uh, and i missed it and uh, and it was it was not good so by the time i saw them at uh, leagues pass which was probably the most disgusting part of the whole course anyway for everyone um, really? especially yeah. at night time because that was a, oh that was some real sheer mountain sides that you just had to climb and then oh, down wow. on the other side in the dark in the rain the way the rocks are uh-huh yeah. that was that was tough uh, really and that was the only time when i got in the aid station and i said uh, i can do it i know i can do it but do I have to do it? And if somebody was there and gave me an excuse, I might have said, okay. you know what? Pack I don't have to do this. <laughs> but luckily there was no one to say that. Fido was there to tell me that I wasn't supposed to stop. And, stop. and uh, John, the uh, medic, was there who had a nice long talk to me about it as well. Yes. <laughs> right. About Luke um, getting on. But but other than that, yeah. um, because ah. I think that was the uh, main reason for uh, for the fat ass not working out for me last year, because I thought that I could get to Don Kilo by myself, which was mm. the first seventy five kilometers, and then help myself to some supplies from a, a an abandoned <laughs> from an abandoned uh, suitcase for the next 200 kilometers. So it was just not a very good plan. Um, it was, so, so having Fido there and obviously having the girls there at every aid station was just amazing. Yeah, They were sweet. My daughter Sophie kept uh, mixing my Mortons. She was my Morton uh, person and uh, yeah. it was perfect. It's lovely. Did you get, um, were they, so they were super helpful then, the girls? Because how old are your girls again? Uh, Sophie is turning 12 and Jasmine is turning 10 uh, this year. Yeah. Um, 
they they took a little while to get into it and the whole family took a while to get into it so it was a new experience for everyone so the first couple of days wasn't such a great uh, experience for any of us but by day three and i did have a day four uh, <sighs> it was uh, it was smooth and it was brilliant yeah oh, wow so good and they I, it's great that they could see you go through the whole process yeah. and then see you finish as well yeah. like so I guess did that motivate you a bit to go? Oh, I can't, I can't let my my daughter see me quit now. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, them being there, uh, well, it, it was them at, a, at each aid station, and then the people you meet on the way. Uh, it was just brilliant. Some some things. Uh, I've, I've always had massive respect for race directors, but what Michelle and uh, Sean did on this uh, on this course was just absolutely phenomenal uh, that uh, finding Michelle uh, Hennen at the top of inspiration point she was at the right place for that name she was just the best she was the person I wanted to see there because I needed her energy I needed her personality I needed her to be there Mate, yeah. I reckon if anything, you're giving off you're giving off just as good energy as Michelle was. Everyone, was. everyone fell in love with you. She was brilliant, and then Sean, I bumped into Sean uh, just uh, before uh, going up to the um, uh, windmills near uh, outside Waterloo, and uh, I was quite downcast by then, and him being there and then running with me a little bit and having a chat. Uh, just before hitting that, um, again, the dark started descending. It was just perfect timing. And then a friend uh, in um, Watervale, Watervale, something Watervale. like that. Watervale. Um, yep. Just See? randomly, uh, just uh, before hitting the um, uh, Riesling Trail, uh, I, I ran down the street and uh, I was just annoyed because it was again one of those run down this road, then turn right and then turn b and back right again. So yeah, we've just given you four extra kilometers for nothing. And uh, can... there is my friend Julie who is just out there with her family going for a family long weekend. <laughs> and she's, she says, we've been spotting you, we've been following you because we, and oh, how cool. And then she and her family came all the way down to the Penwortham uh, aid station as well, just to say hello. And, and meeting people along the way was That's really, really important. Amazing. Um, that section, when you get to, um, to the Riesling Trail, I mean, from, from about Watervale is when you get mm. on the Riesling Trail, isn't it? I mean, anyone who's listening, they really should get up the map so they get a better idea of the places that everyone knows so well now. <laughs> and, but, like, if you stayed on the – if you were able to stay on the Riesling Trail, it's only about 10 or 12 kilometres direct to the finish. Yeah, we get lost, though, don't we? You get, yeah, you, you go along it for a few k's. And then you get off. It's so cruel, isn't it? It's brilliant. You go off and you add on a few extra Ks and, and then you get... Taking a lookout. Take, it's, I know. You don't need lookouts on a run like that. Especially yeah. if there's fog anyway. You're, you're done with lookouts. What do you want to look out for? <laughs> Up to the top of this hill. Look out. Straight down the other side again. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a word with Sean about that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. But um, no, it's, I guess, still part of the challenge. But yeah, yeah no, I thought that was interesting, making you do that big loop. I mean, it's part of the the, the, the course, so there yeah. you go. So, um, yeah, so you're penciled in for next year. You're yes. not? Um, or maybe delirious. Delirious in uh, I'd put February. mine in pen. Yeah, you're, 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 you're already down. But, um, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Oh, one of the things I wanted, to, I just wanted to think about with the crew, going back to what we are talking about before, I know that when I did the Hubert, 100 mile, just a measly 100 mile. Oh, the warm up. Yeah, <laughs> the warm up for you guys. I uh, I know, it, here I am thinking that was big and then 200 miles. But, you know, um, it was When big. you did the warm up, yes. Yeah, when I did the warm up, I didn't have a crew, but as you know, like, I had drop bags. And one thing I do know about drop bags, because I was thinking about what you said, um, is um, the, never mind the dog out there, he wants to come in. And, um, but um, the the decision fatigue, you get to a point when you've got the drop bag, mm. I'm like, even though I know, like, 
was like, oh, do I want to eat that? Do I like having to do the stuff, have to do the thinking Mm. yourself? And so a crew can sort of take that away from you, and that's one less thing to worry about. So, because I know a couple of the guys that were in it um, had pretty good crews and stuff, but yeah, I just thought it's a different, it's very valuable, and so it's something Mm. to explore for these longer races. so what's next, guys? What's the next race? And Matthew, you're doing the ultra hard series. Twenty fifth of July for me, hundred k at the world's end. World's end, just oh, a nice. just a hundred k. Just a warm down. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the coldest place of the state, pretty much at the one of the highest points yeah, in the state. Get snow. Yeah. Um, Great. So. Like shorts on. <laughs> by then, though, hopefully you're well and truly recovered, and we'll get you running a bit more. But I think. Your, your, has your perception of distance changed? Yeah, 100K, it's like, okay, right, it's just like, it's, um, yeah, it's like you, like back when you very first start running, a 10K is a goal. Yeah. 10K is a goal. And now, it's if I did a 10K, like, it's a, it's a, you know, a real cop out, I'm pissed off that I didn't do my proper 20K that I should have done or something. It's like yeah. 10K, really, really slack. So you know, 100k is coming like that. Now. The, boot, the the bar has been moved up. No, but yeah. Still, 100k. I've got to, I've got to respect the distance. It's a long, long run. And yeah, and and when and the course is unknown for yes, you. And it's I can a, really get lost on this one. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, you're well known for that. No, well, this the race just gone. I I did. There were a number of occasions where I I got to a junction. I thought, why is there no sign at this junction? I'll just get the map out. What? I'm off track. How? Back I go. But like only 500 meters. Sometimes, sometimes like 900 meters. And at one point, I went back. There was a road we were going some, through some town. I don't know what, what it was. They all the same. And then, um, and it was a T junction. You come down this road, and the road terminates, and there's a sign that points to the right. And there's, so there's a normal trail marker says, you know, walkers follow road to the right. And then they've put a big green arrow there pointing to the right. And so, of course, when I went left, um, and and it was about like half a k later, and I get to the next junction. Where is the marker? And then I really gone the wrong way. So I turn around, and I was like, I'm going to see this sign. I'm pissed off. They put this. They could have put all the way back up and thing. They could have put a a marker there because when you're tired, you can go the wrong way. And I get to think, oh, they did. (laughs) And it is correct. (laughs) Oh well. So it was not the. The organisers' fault it was your fault. It's all right. No, I um, that was my biggest fear for you is you taking a, bit, a massive wrong turn. Yeah, I probably did an extra ten k's total, oh, which wow. is about but, but about average for actually, me. Actually, for the, <laughs> for the disc beginner. overall, yeah. I think as a percentage, yeah, yeah. it's less than what you would normally do. <laughs> yeah. I remember was it Hubert a couple of years ago? You yeah. did you did an extra twelve in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a, a shorter race. Yeah, but with two uh, other people, we all do. Yeah, yeah. Well. It, can't just blame me. Stupidity loves company. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you want to do the world's end. So we've got to get you, to, you know, running a bit faster mm-hmm. and and um, sprinting. Yeah. Recovery is good. I think your um, endurance is going to be okay, though. You know, just just between you and me. Um, so, but what about you, Thomas? What are you going to do in the next few months? Uh, just because I like to keep my uh, coach on uh, his toes, I thought he wanted to prepare me for a backyard ultra. So I'm going to Loxton in November. Yes. To do a few 6.7 kilometer loops, yeah. hopefully about 30 of those, so, if, uh, if anything, if it all goes well. How many? 30? I would be Easy. happy with 30. 30. Hours, yeah. So, yeah. I would be happy with 30. So what would that give you? About 200 kilometers? That's uh, maybe six times 30, you do the math. Yeah. Well, it's 160 k's in 24 hours. Yeah. So yeah, it would be very close. That's definitely doable. Um, yeah. No, and you've got your... The backyard... Ultra is a whole new. It's a concept that there's so many different ways to approach it. I think having a good back, like again, endurance is important, and having patience. Mm. <laughs> so mm. that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm so excited yeah. about it. I'm so 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 excited about it. Um, yeah, strategy. Like yeah, you decide where, yeah. You, where you're You've going a bit to quick be, so you can have a yeah. longer rest and things. Yeah, some some laps. Yeah, what what's your um. Do you have any? Yeah, that, that's fun. So that'll be a fun one for us to explore as yeah. a team. And I think um, something I wouldn't mind doing is a. I've heard. I'll have a look at the map for that too. I'll, 
It's they, it's it's good. It's about a hundred meters elevation on this. But it's good right the at the same. start. It's got yeah, it's got a bit of sand. There's a big climb down. at the beginning, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. But also Loxton in November could be hot. Enjoy that forty degrees, won't you? <laughs> That's gonna. I be don't a... mind heat. I don't mind oh. heat. I, I he come, lived in Dubai. I come from yeah. Dubai. I, yeah. I, I read you in might Dubai, have an so, advantage. Yeah. So yeah. that might that might be nice. Um, and because also there's no, not really a possibility of sleep. And nothing more than a few minutes, if you're mm. lucky. And so that's probably the challenge. The biggest mm. challenge is we, you, you can't go, I'm going to have a four-hour sleep now. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be something to think about. But, yeah, this is – look, the bar has been raised again and again with those. And, like, the fact that uh, just recently, I think it was in um, – I don't know what country. Maybe it was in the UK. They just broke – they went up well over 500 kilometres. Yeah, Yeah, that's just insane. And so, where does it end? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, it's only when there's two runners in those that they can keep going because mm. if there's one mm. runner, once there's one runner yeah. left, he just stops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, there has to be two runners that are good to keep, yeah. to keep moving. So, yeah. Everybody has <laughs> DNF is. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you got any, do you want to do any short races between now and November? Like just a lazy marathon or a lazy marathon or something? I don't know. Sprint? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't have any plans. That's so I like concentrating on big events and then uh, if there is bits and pieces in between that are just to keep my spirits up, I'm I'm always available. I'm always happy to do things. So yeah. It's a, we'll have to have a chat because I've got some ideas. Um, and I'm for sure you, you do. <laughs> yeah, and for you, and you've got because you've got the rest of the ultra hard series. Three more of them, yeah. And then, then you've got six day race. Just a six day race, which is <laughs> that's the. Would you say that's the? So eight this is where the where the two hundred mile was a warm up. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's a whole different ball game, and that's yeah. going to happen about two kilometers from where we're sitting now, yeah, down at Thornton yes. Park, yes. and so. Um, yeah, has it changed your perception of how you're going to approach yeah, that? I, yeah, I've got some ideas during that. Yeah. yeah, I did, yes. Yeah, so six. So run as far as you can in six days, as people will know. You yeah. Don't, yeah, that's what I plan to do. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> run further than the next guy. But it's it's um, a one, I'm just, for the podcast listeners, it's a 1.45 yeah, kilometre loop around Thorndon Park, which is a beautiful park. It's called Concrete. It's... Um, Got a bit of undulation. It's got a mountain. It's not flat. Yeah. It's a mountain. So, yeah. It's, so, it's got... and it, But the good thing is you can camp right next to the track and you can sleep whenever. You don't have to carry anything. So, Eat whenever. Yeah. Aid station every 1.5 kilometres. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, there's a lot... It's basically a, a, te- a true test of what you can do. Um, so, yeah. No, it's really cool, fellas. Um, I'm very... I'm really amazed that you both executed it perfectly i didn't really have any doubts but there's always unpredictable things matthew when your leg was playing up there was a very real conversation about make forcing you to drop out which would have been hard to do obviously but i think you were probably i was worried about your leg and um but didn't happen you got the got it done it's because you worry about everything it's my job jobs to worry (laughs) that's what a coach does but you know but um and thomas you are bloody I didn't worry about you. Every time you put a video up on Facebook, those videos were great. And then it really, I mean, you should watch them back to back now. Oh my God. Um... Did you consider just running? <laughs> <laughs> I could have run, but then I would have had so much less fun. Yeah. Like, you know, I would have finished you 14 You must have had another kilo of charges earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! How did you get your phone charged so um, well? I had battery packs and I had yeah. all sorts Extension of. I, I made sure that solar I panels was, on, his, on uh, his. Not they would have worked very well. Those two overcast. <laughs> I made sure that I was well charged. Um, I decided that quite early on uh, that I would do uh, every ten kilometers a quick update because I thought it would be a good motivation for me to get to the next ten uh, k's. It gives me something to think about during the those 10Ks that I'm running it. And um, and as it turned out, there were really tens of people who expected it and tens. who appreciated it. No, and it was, just, it was <laughs> just so uh, heartwarming that, uh, that through these videos, I reconnected with people I haven't seen for years yeah. in, in Hungary, in Dubai, in the States. 
And it was just so beautiful. And uh, well, I've been still swimming in this uh, sort of adrenaline, emotional sort of uh, fuzz uh, yeah. ever since the race. And and watching those videos and the responses to that, yeah. to those videos was just just phenomenal. And uh, it's good you get to see what you were going through at that time. Exactly. So um, when you um, so did you actually end up doing it every 10Ks in the end? Pretty much every 10Ks. Did you upload every 10Ks? Uh, probably not because I didn't have coverage everywhere. Uh, and mm. That was a bit of an issue. So some of the videos got lost. So You should compile uh, it. Well, edit it down uh, and put it on in a, in a video. I think we'll probably uh, yeah. do something. I'm uh, I'm hoping to get yeah. my children to. I rope my children in for one more uh, act of uh, generosity to uh, prepare an interview. And uh, they they made about twenty interviews uh, with the participants at yeah. the uh, at the party afterwards. They're very chatty. Oh my god, they girls. were amazing. Yeah. They were going around and taking videos and interviewing everyone <laughs> yeah. they found at the pub. <laughs> not you. Oh, you know, you're they not big on interviews. This is a, this is like a um, getting exclusive. You to exclusive. <laughs> It's like interviewing the enigma that is, that is Woodman. <laughs> he, he is, he's, a, he's like, he, yeah, who is the dark horse? Well, you're the dark horse no longer. <laughs> um, yeah, classic. It's funny, with the videos, when I did Hubert, like I ran, you know, you just, I couldn't be bothered taking, there was beautiful photo, photo opportunities, but mm -hmm. I was like, I can't be bothered mm -hmm. because too. you're just focusing on what you're doing. But it wasn't until I got that, I was going up the side of St. Mary's Peak and I'm like, oh, it's pretty damn nice right now. Feeling really good. Sun's just coming up. I'll do a video. It was the only, I took two photos yeah. and took, did a little video and that was all I did. And I kind of regret not doing more, but I, I was focused on the task at hand, you know. Yeah. And so it is hard to find that balance, you know. But uh, yeah. What was the worst thing about the race? Um... The navigation was annoying, but mind you, it was well marked, I suppose. I think the course is not that pleasant. <laughs> it's yep. not a pleasant course. No. Challenging? Yes. Yeah. Challenging. Frustrating? Yes. Yeah. That's the worst thing, I'd say. And what was the best thing about... Oh, what about you? Sam, do you agree with that, Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. It's not It's not a pretty course. It's not... Uh, it. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you I think agree. it would have been that's different if the, the weather was nice and clear? No. You would have found no, it still pretty bleak? That's no nightmare. Yeah. In summer, you know, think of how many spiderwebs would be across that as well. Yeah. So we didn't have to deal with snakes and spiders. Yeah, yeah thank, thank goodness. That's, that's good. Because there's plenty of long grass and, you know, mm. just sticks all over the ground. You'd think someone could have picked up some of those sticks, I reckon. Yeah. Sean should have went out and cleared it beforehand. Yeah, oh, is oh, it? a lot of debris. Oh. Running, I think that's that's it. I, I find my least favourite terrain to run on, and that's gone forest. That that yeah. those gone forest uh, branches when when you step on a gone branch yeah. and you trip on it, you kick it, yeah. you are yeah. injure yourself, yeah. you fall over. It's awful, yeah. and you can't run, you can't walk. It's, it's it's so it's you just keep stepping yeah. over and, things, and, and then you got to watch that your eye doesn't get taken out in a branch too. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, in the dark, in the rain. Bah, so I mean, I guess you know that. Not painting a, a pleasant picture of the course. <laughs> it's irrational. It's it irrational. is irrational. But okay, so in saying that, we'll, we'll finish with what's the best thing about the experience, not just the course, but the whole experience. The fact that it's so ridiculously difficult and you got through it. Oh, it's the people. It's I made, I think, six, seven lifelong friendships on this course. Yeah. Meeting, meeting some absolutely amazing people that I fell in love with, and uh, and I think of them uh, with uh, with so much enthusiasm and uh, so much love, and and I think I just got so many uh, positive uh, messages and support and love. Yeah, and, uh, the, I think that's that's what was the best for me. But I usually get it on a prog run as well, so you don't have to run two hundred and uh, three hundred and twenty kilometers for that. Uh, it's, I get it in a park run. I yeah. get it on a 
on the Nitro. I get it everywhere. It's just the people. It's it's everybody thinks that running is not a people sport, but I think it is the people that make it special, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, great. Well, well done, gentlemen. Um, very impressed. Um, yeah, look forward to helping you with your next goal. Can't wait. Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you, Daniel. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to this chat with Thomas and Matthew. Really hope you enjoyed the conversation and were inspired by their performances. Uh, if you like the podcast, can you please do me a big favor and go on over and leave a review on the Apple store and also maybe share this episode around with your friends. And also, if you're looking for a running coach who can get you prepared for a 5K, 10K, uh, or do into any trail distance, you know, right up, well, now I can coach 200 milers, as you heard in this episode. So uh, look up Distance Runners Unlimited on Facebook and send me a message.